0: Three, two, one. 2, 1. Hello and welcome to Free Reeling It, uh, a podcast where myself, Matthew, and my friend, Jesse. Jesse, how are you? I'm good. We get together, we pick a movie, we watch a movie, and we talk about a movie, as well as other things that we might just be watching. Uh, thank you for joining us. This is our 12th episode. Uh, so, two hands, two fingers and we still going.
1: It's the scary month.
0: Yes, it is. It is spoopy time. Uh, as I've I've seen people say on Twitter. Um, and in true Matt fashion, I've not watched a lot of spoopy things, but you know what?
1: That's okay. Uh, Jesse, yes. How are you, sir? I'm good. I'm just tired. I'm already it's wednesday and I'm, I'm already tired uh but i'm doing good overall like it's not a bad week i'm excited for tomorrow tomorrow i get to go see uh evil dead in theaters nice uh, uh yes they're doing the 40th anniversary thing and i'm like ah, i want to i want to go to that yeah that'd, that'd be that'd be cool to
0: see in theaters um me on the other hand the only bright spot i've had this week was realizing uh at about 2 p.m today that it wasn't actually tuesday anymore so i was like huh I'm actually closer to Friday than I thought. Cool. Yeah, we're getting there. <laughs> um, but uh, other than that, you know, I'm I'm still vertical, still
1: breathing. And I have a, I have my letterboxed open just because I know we're going to talk about the movies that we watch later. Um, and there's an advertisement for Roundtable that says only Roundtable barbecue beef bacon pizza. Um, and then underneath it says also new pizza pan- panada and i i i kind of Isn't it. pizza panada basically either a calzone, a calzone. or
0: a stromboli? Like, it's a calzone. I, I I mean I mean do you but uh i i just say we end the show cuz like you said barbecue and pizza and now i'm yeah, that's bro. all i can think about and uh, the, the boy, I'm jealous of the ad you got. The ad I got was not anything like. You got that. the workout I, ad. It's
1: like, hey. No, I got. I got like. An, I got
0: like a. I got like a. It. I got like an ad for what I thought was a movie that I was just not interested in, so I just closed it.
1: <clears throat> I, I don't. I don't know if the the listeners could hear it, but the energy that we have currently in the recording might be the energy we have for the movie. I don't know. I don't know exactly. It's the energy I have, kind of, for the movie. Uh, so, by let's 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 descend into the descent. I see what you did there.
0: Uh, so yes, this is a 2005. Movie.
1: I did not realize it was that old. I just I just saw 2005. I'm like, oh, that's actually quite old. And I believe it's by Neil Marshall. Yeah, written and directed by Neil Marshall.
0: And um. So I first saw this. I first saw this around the time of release. I don't know if it was. I don't remember if it was in theaters at this point. Uh, I want to say it was because uh, the our our the musician behind our theme song and I were were talking about it a lot at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I suggested it for this, I was like, yeah, it'd be cool to watch this end again. And then after, probably about midway through, I'm like, man, I still like this movie, but I also see what it is and what it is not. And it is not what I remembered it, to be honest with you. Uh, but I still very much like it. Uh, I, I still think that like if this is one of those this, this is one of those if you if you if you have a bunch of people in October and you want to watch something scary, this is this is worth your time. I feel like if you are if you are looking for something that's a bit more thoughtful, a bit uh, a bit uh, more full of uh, thought depth or, or critical depth. Uh, rather than just cave depth, uh, you might
1: find it lacking. Yeah. Um, I, I always get the descent and As Above So Below mixed up in my brain. Okay. Because they're both horror movies that uh, deal with uh, finding a cavern that is unexpected. Mm-hmm. Um, let me see something. Yeah. As Above So Below came out in 2014. So maybe that's why I thought this movie was more recent, too right um that one's about getting lost in the the catacombs in paris um
0: and i don't know if that
1: movie's any good either i have not seen it myself but um okay i, I always get those two confused as like just uh what like the premise like it, it's mm-hmm. so similar in my brain and i know a lot about as above so below but i don't think i knew much about the descent so my brain's like okay so they're gonna see a bunch of visions and stuff and it's going to be about their history and it's not that which is fine it's a mon, it's a it's a creature movie and it's a creature movie that deals with trauma and i think overall it deals with trauma in a pretty all right way Mm -hmm. um i think my biggest issue is it wants me to care about people that i spent 15 minutes with yes um and don't get me wrong; horror movie does that a lot, where they they just kill off random people. But usually, um, it's the people that they really seem to push you to care about. You spend a lot of time with it if it's successful horror, and especially if it's like horror that's highly regarded. I feel like you spend more time with them than you do in this movie. Um, I think about old slashers in a lot of ways, mm-hmm. or like uh, Halloween, right? And uh, Nightmare on Elm Street and friday the 13th to some extent but i think friday the 13th falls into you're not really supposed to care about anybody yeah um but those two movies i i remember watching those like you spend so much time with the victims like a good majority of the victims Mm -hmm. before the killer starts killing everybody that there is some like oh man i was kind of like i was kind of hoping they stay alive and this is also kind of before final girl tropes really settled in in those movies so probably watching yeah. as they first came out a lot of people were like oh man i was hoping so-and-so would survive i was like i hope i would hope johnny depp survived etc cetera, etc cetera. spoilers for nightmare on Elm street but that movie sold um so the descent i felt like was trying to do that and and you have such a small cast of characters you have uh six six women in the movie that <laughs> i thought okay so that we're <laughs> going to care about these. all these women are gonna have different stories And they're going to have all these different things, hopes and dreams that we're going to get somewhat familiar with. And we don't, we barely even barely get anything out of the main character. (laughs) Well, it's so, so full, full disclosure, just
0: peeking behind the, the curtain here. Uh, the day before i watched this for the episode you sent me a discord message saying i don't like it when uh horror movies use personal trauma as like a jumping off point point. and at that particular point i had forgotten the beginning of this movie and yeah. and i'm saying all that to to illustrate your point like you get uh sarah you know, the, the movie begins on. I guess are they whitewater rafting?
1: Yes, they are whitewater rafting.
0: So like, they're like th- that trip is like wrapped up, and like Sarah, her husband Paul, and their daughter Jessica are like, you know, wrapping up and and driving away, and uh, an accident happens that kills Paul and Jessica, and the only other real explanation we get is midway through the movie where juno mm-hmm. in in what i think is probably the weakest bit of foreshadowing in the movie uh says we all lost something in that crash yeah and at which point i'm like dog where were you when that? like you you had parted ways and like it seems to me watching this in 2021 that these six main characters are all just trying to out bro each other in a, in a real way. And I, I feel, I feel bad saying, saying it that way, but it, it's just like, wow, there's a lot of posturing happening here. um, And we get nothing from like for all, for all we know as an audience, it's, it's the, they're just the Paul and Jessica could have just been people in a car. Yeah. Uh, Is the fact that Jessica is a young girl and clearly a daughter uh, and Paul is definitely a tired husband um, or a distant husband. Like that's really all we get. And I think on a, on a human level that should be enough to sell an audience uh this one doesn't do it though because you're you're talking about you're, you're mentioning like older slasher movies that didn't sp- you spend a lot of time with the victims but somehow are able to get get like sympathy or empathy mm-hmm. throughout those movies like i while you were saying that i was thinking of, of the original texas chainsaw massacre
1: mm-hmm.
0: and i don't remember any main character in that movie other than leatherface like i know there's a there's a, a very loose arc that goes through it and there's a very there's a very bare bones and spare set of characters but i don't remember caring about them either mm-hmm. but also by the end of that movie i didn't really need to uh and and i say that as like more of a compliment than uh, a point of uh, then taking away from it.
1: And, and I think, I guess the thing that I should probably put in perspective this movie, and, and again, this is us watching in 2021, and a movie came out in 2005. I think the reason this movie resonates so much to people who saw it when it came out, um, or even in the last, uh, and like between 2005 and like maybe 2015 It's like these are the movies these are i'm looking at wikipedia the horror movies that came out in 2005 and these are some like the other big ones that came out and, and I, I think you will get a pretty uh a pretty picture of what i'm going for the, mm-hmm. the amityville horror remake with ryan reynolds um right. blood rain uh uh doom the the cave constantine mm-hmm. um the devil's rejects Right. Uh, the Fog, The First Hostel, The House of Wax remake. Right. Um, I think The
0: Fog is a remake too.
1: Yeah, I think it might be. Um, let's see. There was one other one that I was like, really. Uh, two Return of the Living Dead movies. Right. Uh, the Ring 2, Saw 2, uh, The Skeleton mm-hmm. King. Uh, it, like, like, basically, what you're the getting. Grudge, Juan. Yeah yeah um and what what you're getting from most of like wolf creek what you're getting from like most western horror at this moment is the start of gore porn and really uninspired remakes that don't do much yeah um or really bad adaptations of things or like the fifth like there's another hellraiser in here, like the fifth sequel to something that's already come out so mm-hmm. i think the ascent overall when it came out in between this period of time is something that stand out from the norm where it actually tries to have emotions in its in its message and there's like small subtle hints that like juno is having an affair with paul in the beginning and oh, yeah. and and there's a lot of like really good moments i think early on when they're trying to survive not in the later half i think but early on when they're trying to survive Mm -hmm. in in the in the cavern of like female empowerment that's like super good like like them like just being like straight like like just awesome in in those early sections but then there's that there's that uh second act or second act uh third act beginning where they start getting picked off kind of one by one and Mm -hmm. the further i feel like they go with the creatures hunting them down the the more and more they just become helpless yep like i felt like the movie was trying really hard to show you like these are strong women who could handle themselves and by the time you hit to like the fourth death this the woman just gets eviscerated by accident Right. Yeah. Like, you know, like, well, mm-hmm. what, are, what are we doing here then? Like these women are like, they can't, they're not even letting them fight back half the time.
0: Yeah. Um, I, I, I think the, 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 and it is by the time they start sort of getting uh, an inch on the creatures, it seems too late. Yeah. It's like, Oh, you, you, you there was no like room for them to figure this out prior or earlier and now that they've now that now that they have it well
1: too late sorry y'all gonna die (laughs) yeah and and like the idea of the final girl is is kind of um interesting in the sense of like there's always like a survivor right Mm -hmm. and i feel like for this movie they not all of them but i felt like most of them should have survived or they kept on we we'll at least see them still fighting at the end yeah and i understand this is about sarah's trauma mostly and that's why they put so much effort into that but it's just i don't know it felt hollow when it's just hinging on sarah the whole time
0: well, right, but and see, like everything that they sort of say, like as they're about to, uh, to really get into the the cave system, mm-hmm. um, even from you know Juno proclaiming she's never been lost in her life, uh, they make the they make it a point that you know there's no sound. You can have all sorts of Audiovisual hallucinations and it seems like none of that gets played up mm-hmm. or or they don't try and use any of those ideas and i feel like if they did there's room to make this a bit deeper like i and i i, I just i remember when i first saw this film i was thinking oh there's a possibility for them to do like a a a jump scare horror version of the of the movie solaris by andre tarkovsky where um uh in which a man is talking to his dead wife but he's also grappling like is this my dead wife or is this just my composite of her through my memories and then what is the memory? Is it what I want to remember? I mean, there's there's like philosophical ideas that could, that are in play in Solaris that like there's there's potential to lead there through in the descent, but it just, it never capitalizes on yeah. it. It seems like, and while and while I know I'm I'm like sitting here just armchair quarterbacking shortcomings, like I still really had fun watching this again because it it really was just popcorn scare after popcorn scare for me um I think the one real real problem is the like the one real problem I have and this is probably just me is like the one character that I didn't really think deserved her fate in this and uh I, it's Beth mm-hmm because she was the one throughout the entire. She's like, we want, we got to make sure everybody's okay. We, mm-hmm. you know, let's get everybody. She, she is the. She, I mean, as much as uh, Juno and um, I forget the, I forget the name, but the 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 real short haired one.
1: Oh, you're you're trying you're, you're 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 in the water that I always swim in where I just don't remember anybody's name. Yeah, like I th- I want to say I want
0: to say it's I want to say it's Holly. Uh, but um, she, I, I think she's the one with the strongest accent of
1: the of the I crew. Mean, I could find out. I, I'm looking. I'm on IMDb. I can look at the pictures. I'm almost positive it's Holly. Uh, yeah she she has she has the short
0: hair okay yeah i'm i'm not even i don't have anything up so (laughs) clearly i i prepared correctly for this episode um but where oh what was i gonna say like beth is the one that that's kind of you know trying to be the cap be like the captain making ensuring everybody's well-being she's being more of a leader than juno or holly whereas holly and juno are just kind of like posturizing oh this is supposed this cave system is supposed to be boring blah 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 might as well have guardrails whatever it's like you know what enjoy your friend's company you don't know how long you're gonna have it (laughs) as the as the as this movie orchestrates almost almost with uh surgical precision um but i think the one the one thing that despite me having uh the uh, well i say the one thing this is probably thing number two the the kind of letdown for me is that this does just end up being an unexplained creature feature yeah and while I know that a lot of the times when they try and explain a monster, it, you know, it basically like it, it can either, it can either be really interesting, really satisfying, or just completely deflate the balloon.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I kind of feel like avoiding, avoiding it or, or, or leaving or just leaving all of that out in a lot of ways or maybe that's maybe that's the point maybe was did was this just hallucinations the entire time i don't know i don't think i don't think that idea comes across very well but uh i kind of wish we got more of more of like uh, uh them sort of reconning the creatures because they were able to figure out everything in the basically in the midst of battle that they learned and that's kind of impressive
1: yeah uh, and, and i think again those moments where they show how strong these women are is so good mm-hmm. but it, then they just kind of abandoned it so quickly
0: yeah there's like I, it's almost like the, the director and i'm not really casting aspersions here but it's almost like the director said oh we're running short on time we gotta wrap this up
1: yeah, I, I think and that, it, that's a hindrance of some horror where, like, we have to be an hour and a half. Like, that's what we got. And, like, or this one, like, this is an hour 40. But still, like, we have to keep it under two hours, which, like, yeah, I think most horror is good at doing that, and it, and it works really well for her most of the time. But I am totally okay watching a two-hour horror movie when you spend 30 minutes making the characters somebody we can root for.
0: Yeah. Because everyone everyone except for... I mean, everyone except for Sarah gives off a pretty bad impression as far as I remember yeah and you're just not interested in any of it it seemed like
1: and even like even sarah's trauma is so and again this is me from 2021 seeing a bunch of horror movies in the last few years uh being exhausted from movies like hereditary and stuff where like Mm -hmm. it's such a it's such a sudden death for her her husband and her daughter it's such a kind of stupid death in a lot of ways oh yeah Uh, and then like the jump scare retrauma that they do to kind of show how Sarah's still struggling, it it just felt kind of pointless in the end. Mm-hmm. Especially like, uh, wh- where did you watch it? Did you watch it uh, on? Uh, no, I I, I think on, I watched it on. I think I watched it on Amazon. Yeah, I watched it on Amazon too. So I think we both got the U.S. version. Yes, um, which ends with her escaping and then seeing a dead juno in the car beside her when she pulls over and in mm-hmm. the uk version they go even further and show that she hasn't even left the cave that she's just hallucinating and so it ends with her hallucinating about her daughter so even our final role doesn't make it out in this yeah. movie until they decide to make a sequel which i'll talk about in a second um which i didn't even know they made a sequel to this yeah completely missed that yeah, I didn't watch it, but I've watched enough summaries about it that I have some some interesting thoughts about how even, like, letting them make a sequel so mm-hmm. just erodes everything else that was positive, kind of, about the movie. Yeah. And, to be fair, he had nothing to do... Uh, uh, um, Neil Marshall had nothing to do with the sequel, other than probably right. being paid that his character's being used. Yeah. But that's the danger of, like, just having sequels, is, like, is it going to ruin the original? And... I, I kind of, I, it depends on how strong the original is for me. Like, I don't think um, if I watch any of the other Halloween sequels because I've only seen the first Halloween. If I ever watch okay. the other ones, I don't think they'll ever ruin the original for me um, because the original is just so strong. But knowing what the Descent Part Two does, oh my gosh, I don't want to watch either one of these ever again. Yeah, and and that's that's fair and valid. Uh,
0: so. I think the original one I saw, or at least the I do remember seeing the UK ending. I don't know if I saw that. I don't, I, I mean, I'm assuming I didn't see that in theaters. I might've seen that. I must've, I must've seen it. I must've seen it originally on DVD then. That has to be, I, I have to be misremembering seeing this in the theater. Um, Cause I remember, I remember the cake ending and I, I remember looking at uh, my buddy and going, yeah, it's like someone someone heard about the video game Portal and said, Oh, that sounds like a good end for a horror movie. Mm-hmm. And 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 he's like, What do you mean? And I, and I explained to him Portal, and he's like, That's kind of cool, actually. I go, Yeah, Portal's a great game. You should play it. But <laughs> Portal's a great horror movie in a game. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And Portal's like a great horror movie. It's not scary, but when you figure out what's going on, you're like, oh my God, this is horrifying. Yeah. So
1: yeah, you're you're gonna continue.
0: Uh, so ultimately, uh, neither ending does this does this film any service, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Uh, and and all that said, like this is still just a popcorn good time. And I think I said I did say this uh, right before we started recording. I think of the of the movies we've watched for this show, I think this
1: is the one with the least amount of substance it was funny as we watched the phantom
0: right well and see I, the fan but see like the thing is we can watch the phantom and like all of a sudden we're talking about man why didn't why wasn't billy zane ever superman
1: yeah or how great the opening of the phantom is. <laughs> yeah
0: or or like it doesn't open up with like backstory it opens up with a breakneck speed
1: like... but again it shows you like you can add character development in 10 minutes you mm-hmm. just got to had it,
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, and and you know, depending on what you sort of want the horror movie to be, and I I think it seems to me, and again, armchairing, it seems like Neil Marshall kind of was grappling with: are these are are his characters just statistics for the monster, or are they vehicles for the audience? And and that those questions never get reconciled i mean granted on screen we see we end up seeing them as like oh the monsters six you know humans you know probably what eight or nine but that score doesn't tell the story (laughs) in any in any sense because the monsters
1: vastly outnumbered them um so so i want to talk about the sequel real fast Go right ahead. So the sequel, Sarah, uh, Sarah survives. Yes. Um, she gets found. They find all the bunch of DNA of the other women on her and they think she murdered them all. So they, she's like, okay, I don't know. I just know we all lost. I don't remember anything, which is funny because it was only like two weeks, but I guess it's, I mean, <laughs> it's trauma. Like that's the yeah. main premise of the second one is like, how do you deal with trauma coming back? Sure. Because uh, there's a lot of flashbacks of her figuring out, remembering what happened. Mm-hmm. Um. But then Juno's also alive. You learn that Juno's also still in the in the chasm. So all these new characters, they find Juno. They find the bodies. They realize that Sarah's telling the truth. They find the creatures. They all fight the creatures. cave and happens like it did before, et cetera, et cetera. But wow. Juno and Sarah both die in the sequel. What? After reconciling with each other. And so only when the new character survives to just be found by like an old like you know like um and texas chainsaw or on friday the 13th the mm-hmm. old man that says hey don't go that way etc yeah <laughs> a lot of trouble found, down that road <laughs> yeah to be found by that same kind of character to get knocked out and then left by a hole to get grabbed by one of the crawlers so again no hope at the end of that movie right. and it's just like what why why are we here then? <laughs> what is yeah. the point to any of this
0: yeah, like I mean it's basically there's a lot of trees falling in the forest and no one's around, yet somehow we're seeing this. <laughs>
1: yeah. So I'm a, I don't know. I just I, I like I, I told you beforehand, I'll I'll say here like it took me like three or four like watches, like sit-downs to like get through the whole movie. Um, because I was just so not grabbed by anything. And even like the worst movie people? can grab me for the most part. Mm-hmm. Uh this just didn't it didn't try hard enough and i and i and and i've been feeling like this a lot lately watching a lot of older horror where i Mm -hmm. feel like i'm just kind of spoiled in 2021 with people building upon these original ideas and the and stuff and stuff like the descent like the original descent being such a popular movie we now get more movies with women being in charge of their own future um so to say, Jesse, in like a horror movie. Jesse, sorry yeah. I need to. I need you to hold that thought. I got yeah. bagel. Out of the room. I will pause the thoughts. Take it, bagel. I paused it. I was like, oh, I can pause it. I forgot I can pause it. Um <laughs> uh, No, <laughs> but I, I think that becomes my issue with going back and watching older horror, especially older, highly regarded horror like this, mm-hmm. is that it's been built upon to a point that it's much better now than it was. And I try, I try my hardest to put it in context sure um but even then like i just struggle there's sometimes context makes things better uh or makes things kind of make sense and work um Mm -hmm. but i think with horror there's such a you need to be there at the moment with a lot of the movies a lot i mean like more like at least half or like with dramas dramas can kind of stay good in a lot of ways well
0: um, so so like earlier today uh yeah. on discord you were t- you were telling me that you were going to watch uh nosferatu yeah
1: i'm watching that tonight after
0: this now are you are you're watching i'm assuming the original silent version yes yes
1: mm-hmm.
0: okay so i when i had watched that movie for the first time like i had never seen the the original well i say original but like i'd never seen the popular dracula from like the 50s yes yes like the universal horror i bella yes bella gosi um and i watched that and while i don't think i I did not find it scary uh it ended up illuminating a lot of things that i just for me this is just Mm -hmm. subjective here uh it ended up illuminating a lot of things for me that i ended up figuring out that i really like about horror Mm uh and unfortunately the descent kind of touches on those things but never it 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 dips its toe in the water and then kind of just hurries back to shore and then Mm -hmm. decides to jump in the lake with the jump scares um but when watching old horror i think that there's there's ways to glean from it, but you have to, you have to understand what you want. Yeah. Or or even, or you have to kind of think, you have to kind of step outside yourself and see what the movie is doing. Yeah. Like the first time I saw Rosemary's Baby, like I thought it was one of the worst movies I've ever seen because I, I i did not find it scary i did not i did not care about uh, i think it's mia pharaoh as the main character and then the only the only part i really latched on was this adorable old woman with a big old smile on her face saying hail satan because it was just hilarious to me now watching it subsequently and you know, I will say this: Roman Polanski is a shit bag. I'm not going to defend mm-hmm. him as, as a man at all because fuck that guy. Um, but that movie is actually really, really wonderfully made, and it ages differently than if you're expecting, you know, a horror movie. It's almost like, um, like the Omen is a re- the original Omen is a really good balance of jump scares and creepiness. Uh, whereas Nosferatu, getting back to what I was starting with, that is a uh, very atmospheric, even a hundred and some odd years on. Mm-hmm. And, and that's my thoughts on it. Uh, but watching older horror at this point in time, when there's been a lot, of, there's been a lot of great stuff, a lot of really bad stuff, and some stuff that has just tried and uh, ended up somewhere else other than scary. Uh, it's kind of like you 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 have to under you have to understand uh what you're reading in a lot of ways and uh the, sometimes context is good for that sometimes it's actually not
1: like yeah I, I I think uh with horror and I think horror and comedy are very much in the same and like it's, it's the thing where like horror and comedy are so close together in writing and acting mm-hmm. and stuff too where. Um, context matters when when the thing came out but also some stuff just doesn't hit right with everybody um and also some stuff is very going for style and you Mm -hmm. either are into that style or you're not into that style like uh, we talked about last episode i watched malignant right and people were just not having it with the Malignant, which i totally get but malignant is in a style that's very french horror and very playing up those old french horror things in a big budget movie mm-hmm. that giallo films are so hard to understand and get into that i totally get it not working with people but it worked for me because i like that kind of silliness um and it's the same thing with this like i didn't realize malignant's a giallo film it's it's not like it's hard it's hard to say it's actually like giallo but it's james wan trying to make a giallo like, it's him paying like respect to Giallo and also like monster movies in a lot of ways. Okay. All right. Um, if you want to hear people talk a lot about Malignant and it kind of being like a Giallo film, the, the Dead Meat podcast talking about Malignant is very, very good. Um, but, uh, but that's the same thing, I think, with The Descent. The Descent is in an era of gore porn. And so it plays with that. And it also plays with horror that's very flashy. Um, yes. there's an error horror that drives me up a wall because it just cuts so much but it's mm-hmm. also because it's trying not to get censored so i also get that and yeah. it's like that um and also it, it's trying to tell a story that is not hasn't been told really in a long time so i get that and so i respect it for the things it's trying really hard to do i just i can't i couldn't get behind it yeah and that's yeah you valid sir you valid yeah.
0: Um. So,
1: but I, I feel like we've been talking too much about something. Yeah, I was gonna even say. Even I, think, like I think or... if we, I was gonna say. I think we'll just be on repeat at this point. Yeah. So, uh, Matthew, what have you been watching? Uh, so I came up with
0: my own little life hack in terms of watching movies recently. Um, inside of just as some insight as to who I am as a person. I like to get to to work early. Mm-hmm. Um, not because I'm, you know. Not because I want to be a, a good employee, but I like to have time before I clock in to sort of sit and get my head right. Uh, that's one of the reasons why I rely on public transit to get to work, uh, because I have to rely on their schedule so I can match it. So I can find ways to match it with mine. Anyway, I start work at 10 a.m. Monday through Friday, and my train is uh, around the 8:30 mark. So I've I. At one point, I'm like, I'm going to watch a movie before work. And I started doing that and holy crap, it's done yeoman's work for my mental health over the past mm-hmm. couple of weeks and I could not be happier. Uh, I haven't watched a movie every weekday just because uh, just because life kind of got in the way but or like I had other things I had to think about um, just in terms of like other podcast prep and whatnot. Uh, but watched a quite a bit uh i watched i watched an old uh, ernst Lubitsch comedy called ninochka which is very it's a it's a very funny it's a very funny movie but it's a very uh the the the, the capitalism ideal in the film is very very mistimed in 2021 um i did watch uh i did watch the movie night moves uh, starring Gene Hackman. Oh, yeah. Uh,
1: 1975.
0: That really cool. And that movie, who boy, that movie's dope. That movie I was, dope. was com- I was completely enthralled by that movie. Um, I also watched, uh, if you've ever heard of the director Milo Forman, who directed One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Um, I think he directed Amadeus as well. I don't remember. Uh, he's very very phenomenal director i watched one of his early ones uh which is part of the Czech new wave called loves of a blonde uh that movie was very it was it was it was i'm glad i watched it and i i found myself you know reflecting on experiences i had but i also think that like it shows its age uh it's almost 60 years old at this point i watched Mm -hmm. a very phenomenal courtroom drama called anatomy of a murder directed by Otto Preminger starring James Stewart. I want to watch that but it's always so long. <laughs> yeah I actually I watched it on the way to work and then I actually used the rest of my lunch break to watch it. Uh, worth it Um, I start. I think that's where the that's where the trope in a lot of I think I know the Simpsons and Futurama have used it where it's like I'm just a small town lawyer. Yeah. I think that's where that comes from. i rewatched The Long Goodbye which is a phenomenal Robert Altman movie. Uh, speaking of Jalo films, I watched one called "The Eyes of
1: Laura Mars." Oh yeah, I heard that was really very, very fun in a lot of ways. It, yeah, it's uh, it's no, something. Not saying it's good, just saying it's fun. Oh
0: no, oh, no, I I would go as far as to say it's good because I enjoyed watching it. But I mean, I re- I'm a sucker for Faye Dunaway. Like, mm-hmm. If I see her in a sure. movie, I will probably watch it. Also, uh despite tommy lee jones's face not really changing over the last 50 years young tommy lee jones with shoulder length hair he's kind of a snack y'all
1: i'm not i'll say it i don't just say it
0: uh but uh, and then i think probably the the two that i will talk about the most i watched uh a movie called point blank um starring lee marvin and it's directed by crap, I forgot who it's directed by. It's directed by John Boorman. And this is just, this is just a dude with a goal. Like I mean, it's a it's a pretty good noir hitman sort of movie. Um I wouldn't put, I wouldn't say it's a, I wouldn't say it's as good as like Lay Samurai or anything mm-hmm. like that, but it's a it's a treat to watch. Uh I think. It, he starts off, he gets betrayed. and the reason he gets betrayed is revealed later, but he's just like, okay, I, j- I just he, at the end of the day he just wants his money and he go he goes until he gets his money. And then at the end, I won't really won't really give it, but he lessons are learned by a whole lot of people <laughs> and I think I think it was just, it was just delightful to watch. Uh, the movie that fucked me up though, uh, fucked me up fierce. Uh, is 1982's Plague Dogs. Uh, mm. This is directed by, this is directed by the same guy that made Watership Down, uh, Martin Rosen. And it basically has the same cast as well, like John Hurt's in it. Uh, I think Richard Adams also wrote this. I, I think, the, I think the Richard Adams wrote the book too. But this is a movie. This is an animated movie about two dogs that escape uh, an animal testing facility. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And one of them has had a test done on it. And the other one, well, they've both had tests done on it. But the other one is just kind of like. They're just, it's almost like they're examining the dog's endurance in terms of swimming. And the twists and turns through this movie, it sent, it, it brought back um, a lot of memories of working, you know, through the pandemic in 2020. Like we're still in it now, but like, it's not nearly, it's not nearly as, wrenching as it was uh, at the beginning um but it channeled so much of that for me and it also opens up with a rather horrifying shot that I'm not really going to go into um but I I finished this movie about 15 minutes before I had to clock in for my shift that day And for like the first two hours of my shift, I'm like, just put me, just just send me to do x-rays. Just leave me alone. Don't talk to me. I had to, I was processing this for a very, (laughs) for a very harrowing amount of time. And uh, it's probably one of the best animated movies I've ever seen. And I'll say that as more of a, like, I think it just, it spoke to experience eyes the experiences i've had and it did a lot of things to me and i don't really want to go into it with in terms of like because i'll just i could just basically recount the plot and it's i'll be here forever but i adored this film uh, i would recommend it wholeheartedly
1: mm-hmm. and that's yeah, all I've that's all when, i've watched when you told me i really want to check it out myself
0: it's on Criterion, art, art house
1: animation. Um, I watched, I watched ten movies between the last time we talked. Um, I don't want, uh, I don't want to reiterate what, I, what I've said about Blowout, Little Murders, Dead End, and a Portrait of a Lady on Fire that I've already kind of said on Twitter. Yes. Um, so you can follow our Twitter if you want to see more of us talking about these movies in depth.
0: But I don't yes. watch those.
1: I think. All of them are pretty good. Um, I think I've I've had to pick one of those to watch. Probably Portrait of a Lady on Fire, but I think everybody kind of agrees on that. Um, But I do want to talk about the horror movies I've been watching because of this month, uh, my goal is to watch 31 horror movies I have not seen. Um, And I've tried to break it up weekly into different genres. This week's been classics, is what I called it. Mm -hmm. They're not all super old, though. right? Um, I watched the first remake of Invasion of the Body Snatchers. I thought everybody's very good in that movie um i uh is that the donald sutherland one yes it's the donald sutherland and it it had it is basically co-starred with um gosh what jeff goldblum like he's like Mm -hmm. the second male lead but he is not credited in the trailer because he is so unknown at the time (laughs) yeah um which i I just thought that's super funny Uh, Mm um i think i think it's a pretty good remake um it's just a little slow um that's my biggest issue with it it's just kind of drags it's almost two hours. So, um, and knowing how the plot goes, I'm like, come on guys, we figured it out, but let's just keep going. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I watched, uh, Bram Stoker's Dracula or in other words, Dracula, but it's mm-hmm. the, um, the Coppola version, right? It's the, it's the, it's the Coppola version. Um, and I think this is the best version of Dracula I've ever seen. And I don't know why we keep making Dracula movies after this movie. Um, I think the Bela Lugosi Universal Monster Dracula movie is a bad movie. (laughs) I think it's very boring and doesn't do much. Out of all the Universal Monster movies I've seen, it's still the worst one. Um, Yeah, it's it's not great. But I think... uh, the coppola dracula is very fun and it's very interesting of how it does some of the stuff and how it adds kind of backstory to dracula that's not in the book but mm-hmm. still is pretty accurate to the book especially how fever dreamy the book gets at times yes um, i watched the exorcist for the first time and this is again one of those movies where like i have to remember when it came out but i found nothing about the exorcist to be any kind of scary um oh yeah no, no, I I don't think it is. I mean, I think you could probably like
0: draw points from it, but oh, yeah. it's it's not it's not what it used to be. I think
1: it's super well acted. I I find the story of the set super interesting. But other than that, uh, I I was also super surprised how much how little the exorcism happens in that movie. Oh yeah. <laughs> I did not oh, know yeah. that going in. I thought that was the majority of the movie going in all my life. Mm-hmm. Um and then I watched Creature from the Back Lagoon, the original one. Uh, I don't think there's really been a remake of it. Um yeah. that's an excellent that's an excellent monster movie. Like uh, it's right under Frankenstein currently for me. Um See, I've not seen the original Frankenstein. I've only seen the Bride of Frankenstein. And see, the Bride of Frankenstein I love. The Bride of Frankenstein is great. Frankenstein is like a good movie. Like like Bride of Frankenstein is like a fun time. Frankenstein is just an excellent film. <laughs> Mm -hmm. um that was just my thought on it i watched psycho i thought psycho was a lot of fun i again i didn't realize it was gonna take that long to get to the kind of like spoilers that i knew about it um but i think that long is in like i didn't expect them to like the the two main characters to end up at the house in like the last half an hour of the movie um, think the last half an hour, like the last fifteen minutes, like they don't show yeah. up at his at, at the at the psycho house until like the last fifteen minutes. Yep. Um, but I think Psychos is like a fun. It's a fun thing to see Hitchcock kind of play around with the medium. Mm-hmm. Um, because I like I was thinking about this, like why there's no reason Psycho needs to be in black and white, but it is. Right. Um. So I think that's super fun. And then last night I watched Eraserhead, which while watching Eraserhead. Um, i was very confused um, and i was Fair. very i was very wondering why this movie was so special other than it's just david lynch which i like david lynch i've seen mohan drive i've watched the first season of twin peaks i really like the stuff i've seen of david lynch mm-hmm. even if it's weird i like it it's a good kind oh, of yeah. weird but race your head was just so abstract for a solid moment and then oh, yeah. and then it finally hit me at least my interpretation of Eraserhead I know like that's the thing about David Lynch movies is you can have a lot of different interpretations but then my interpretation finally clicked and when we got to like the third act of the movie I was like oh this is about a man's fear that he's inadequate in every aspect of his life mm-hmm. um, and, and like when David Lynch like, there's that famous quote like, I think Eraserhead's is my most spiritual movie do you want to elaborate on that? Nope um nope. <laughs> i get it i get it though i 100% get why he said that and yeah. no i'm like doing a little bit of research learning that dave lynch had like a really like public affair like five years after this and he just had a daughter like around the time this movie got started and like the big movies he was getting between this and like twin peaks um he's like after, like two years after this he did uh elephant man and that was huge for him and then, like a couple years after that, he did Dune, and that like destroyed him. <laughs> um, In a way, yeah. <laughs> uh, well, like he had fun doing it, but like his, I think his reputation didn't like, like recover very well until Twin Peaks. Uh, mm-hmm. So, like reading all that and like watching the movie, I'm like, ah, oh, yeah, I he's he's working through stuff. That's what this movie is. <laughs> Yeah,
0: <laughs> it's it's almost it's almost like uh, Hideki Anno. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah working through depression with Eva Engel. And
1: <laughs> so yeah, that's what that's what I've been watching. Um, if you want to know what other horror movies I want to watch, they're on our Twitter. I posted my list. So you just gotta scroll down, you'll find it. Um, so yeah, that's that's our that's the stuff we've been watching. In two weeks, we will have another guest on. It will be yeah! a friend of mine, uh, Maddie Lewis, uh, and we will be talking about Kill List so uh get ready for that um yeah i've never seen this one i haven't seen it either uh we're supposed to go on blind so don't read anything about it until afterwards oh um, no i try i try not to do that anyway uh, fair i i, yeah. I don't uh, <laughs> <laughs> jesse give me all the spoilers <laughs> um so anyway, so yeah so that's uh I had fun. I had fun talking, getting my frustrations out about this movie. It's been a minute since I've been this frustrated, kind of, with a movie. Um, Sure, Matthew, where can people find you on the internet? You can find me at
0: infinite underscore rewind everywhere I want to be. You can also find me talking about films on our Twitter account as well. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. we switch because I'm trying. I'm trying to participate there as well. Sometimes I will drop some. I will drop less relevant stuff on my own account, but stay tuned to ours.
1: And Matthew also has a podcast with a friend of ours, uh, Caroline, and it's called. Yes. Uh, like well, It is called it. Trivial Merit. Thank you. Where they try to go from a bad mood to a good mood with music, and it's very fun. Yes. And I have a lot of good times, even if I don't always make a list because I'm busy. Um, oh sure, I, yeah. I mean, we we
0: want lists, but you know, we also recognize that it's it's hard out here sometimes. So.
1: Yeah, but you find that at Trivial Merit on Twitter. Yes. um you can find me on everywhere at sleeper of the bed i have another podcast where i talk about comics called why comics and it's very find, good you should listen thank you uh uh you can find that at why comics pod um you can find this show on twitter at uh free reeling it and also email us at free reeling it at gmail.com um we got it right to- he yeah. got it right i'm i am i am locking it down in my brain. Um. Yeah, we just want to hear from you. Just tell us what you think about things. Yes. <laughs> like that's that's really what we want. Yeah. Um In fact, in fact, tell us we're wrong about the descent. We'll listen. Yeah, I want to hear other people's opinions. I am I am one man. Yes. Um so I'm yeah. not even sure I'm one anymore, but who knows? <laughs> we're both half men together so to form one man.
0: Uh, yes.
1: Matthew, who does our theme song? Uh it's my buddy Jason. He goes under the name Deadeye. That's
0: D-E-A-D-I all capital letters uh and the i is not i spelled out it is i the letter i uh you can find him at on instagram at dead eye productions um he's still getting he's still getting his feet wet you know getting back into the music game doing it completely solo this time out uh he did release an album with his buddy ben they were called the hope street steppers the album is called black lightning it is on uh I think every streaming platform. So that's Bandcamp, Spotify, any place you might want to listen to it. It's very good. It's one of the best reggae albums I've ever heard. Uh, and uh, I, I will say that until I'm unable to say it anymore. Oh, and uh, before we before we get out of here, I yeah. do just because I'm thinking about music, uh, I did watch another thing. Uh, I watched a documentary called Wild Combination it is about the 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 artist well he's kind of a producer he was kind of a a, a lone dude uh, he's a kind of it was one of those people that when i started learning about him in the late 90s uh i i i definitely found like a weird kinship uh with him because he's he's an i or he was an iowa boy like myself uh but he passed away in 92 uh due to aids but it's called a wild combination portrait of arthur russell and it's about a wonderful producer who started out in the middle of nowhere in oskaloosa iowa and ended up almost several times taking the disco world by storm and then when he passed people found the the music he recorded which was it wasn't really necessarily hidden it was just unreleased for a long time Uh, and then they started releasing it in the mid-2000s and there are tons of compilations of it all of it is worth your time so that's that the documentary is really short it's really good too
1: and i remember everybody "Oh, oh watch a movie
0: yeah just watch a down. movie eat some popcorn
1: yes you don't watch a movie enjoy enjoy film everybody should be enjoying film right now yes it's okay to like things just like things yeah just like things you do know, i gotta hate things all the time i'm yes. tired of hating things myself yes I'm excited
0: to watch we, say, we, we say we say that af- we say that after we went in on the
1: <laughs> listen to us ramble on while i'm hovering over this.